Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is TJ Murphy, and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. My guest today is Mallory Rowe. Mal is an adventure photographer whose goal was to always make a career out of capturing incredible photos of people doing epic stuff outdoors. That goal led her down an inspiring journey where she ultimately created an adventure elopement company that helps couples who, in her words, want dope pics of them doing sick stuff outdoors together for their wedding day and honeymoon experiences. Mal lives on the road full-time in a little Airstream that she uses to take couples on incredible adventures. How cool is that? Just a few of the golden takeaways Mal shares in this episode are her story of making adventure into a career, crafting the right message for your ideal audience, and how to run a business from the road effectively. So without further ado, this is me and Mallory Rowe. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us. So let's dive in. Hey, Mal. Welcome to Adventurous Entrepreneurs. How's it going, TJ? Oh, it's going awesome and really excited for this conversation. I have to admit, I've been looking forward to this ever since we got connected and I started exploring your website because this is exactly what my wife and I would have loved to do for our wedding if only we had known that something amazing like this existed. And just like a little backstory, when we got married, we were totally overwhelmed by the idea of having a big traditional wedding, mostly the paying for it part. <laughs> we were pretty broke at the time. So we ended up going with a, a small little gathering with a few close friends and family out at a beautiful lake near our house. So we saved a ton of money that we would have spent on the big wedding and put it towards our honeymoon and other adventures that we went on in the past couple of years. But what I love about Vows with Views is it combines the best of both worlds. So having an epic elopement adventure, but still getting the support and pampered experience without having to plan and prep it yourself. So I'm excited to get into that, but I'd like to start with a little bit of background about you, your journey. So can you tell us a little bit about your story leading to you becoming the adventurous entrepreneur you are today? Oh man, it's been a, it's been a long journey. So I'll try to sum it up. Um, but I mean, it started with call, you know, obviously out of college, I had this dream and this vision that I really wanted to be a photographer. Um, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make really awesome photos uh, and document really cool experiences. That was really just kind of like the goal <laughs> For sure. um, coming out of school. And how to make a career out of that goal was like, it was definitely a puzzle. It was definitely like, okay, where do I even start? I lived in Ohio. Um, so, and you have, I, I had a big vision of like these grand landscapes and these things that I see in the movies that I never, I, 
the point of graduating college, I'd never actually been west of Indiana. Okay. So I'd only ever seen these like national parks and beautiful scenery. Um, yeah, like in movies and pictures. And I just wanted, I wanted to go out there and I wanted to experience it. And I don't wanted to like, yeah, I wanted to build a career like documenting this and, and showcasing just like adventure um, in general. And so that kind of like that pursuit and that goal and kind of that drive is what brought me out West originally after college. And I, yeah, I just, I mean, I took my diploma and I threw everything in the back of my car and I moved to the Grand Canyon and I worked in a little hiking shop for eight hours a day, selling really expensive water bottles and folding shirts. Um, yep. And then as soon as I clocked out, I was hitting the trails and I was like shooting my brains out. Um, and I did that for the first season out of school. That led me um, even further west, moved out to San Diego, kind of tried to put um, this like portfolio that I was building in the desert to whatever, whatever I could find or whatever I could put it into. Um, didn't really find, didn't really, <laughs> didn't really take off in San Diego. I ended up in a studio taking school portraits, <laughs> you know, so hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Right, right. It was fun. It was great. Uh, learning experience, always learning experience, but it wasn't, you know, this like dream that I had when I, when I stepped out of school. Um, so I did some traveling. I actually, I, I got really lucky. My friend got a job with the airlines out of school and she hooked me up with um, just like buddy passes and all that stuff. And awesome. Yeah. So I got to do a lot of backpacking. I started traveling, uh, went around Europe, around uh, Central America, kind of just did a bunch of backpacking. I had no, I didn't have a lot of money. I just kind of had a free plane ticket. So I usually just show up with my camera and work on that portfolio just I'd plan it like you know I'd find a cool hike and I just get out on a trail and I'd walk around and try to make again just trying to keep my goal on making really cool pictures of just like storytelling these cool awesome experiences that people were having that at like other travelers that I'd meet um and so on and so forth that brought me out to Kauai um I came out to Kauai just like for a week it was kind of this last trip that I was going to have um, my friend's airline airline perks for. She got a boyfriend and I was going to get the boot after that. So I was like, okay, oh, I got bummer. one more spot, one more spot. Where am I going to go? And I, I came out to Kauai and uh, I ran into this other photographer who was down at this waterfall and he was like taking pictures um, with this other guy. He was all set up on a tripod, looked super legit. I was curious what, what they were doing. So I went up and I started like talking with him and it turns out he had just kind of launched his own like business teaching these uh adventure photography workshops so he's kind of like taking clients out taking visitors out to these dope spots around the island and showing showing them how to make these really beautiful photographs and I just like was so inspired I was like okay here's a guy doing like pursuing this like vision like he's like he's got this business and he's like doing this thing that's so incredibly awesome like that's what I want to do. But, you know, I got to pay my bills. So I went back to San sure. Diego. <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I leave the island just super inspired with this dude that I met. And uh, yeah, I go back to the city and I, you know, do another season at the studio taking the school picks. But the whole time my mind is like, okay, this is my last season. I'm going to, going to make this like pursuit that I've been like, 
working towards happen after this season. And um, so the season got done and I went out for one last adventure into the mountains where I was just going to spend 40 days and 40 nights in the Sierras. I did the John Muir with a friend. Wow. So we started in Yosemite Valley and I was just like, I'm just going to meditate because when we get out of these mountains, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna be a photographer I don't know I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm make, gonna make my dreams happen and I'm gonna spend the next 40 days contemplating how to do that um and yeah you know like I spent 40 days we spent 40 days out there we had no cell phone reception except for in Mammoth on day 10 um came down off of Mount Whitney day 40 got back to San Diego logged on to my computer had a message from this photographer in Kauai who was like hey like really likes running into you. Sounds like, you know, you have a sense of adventure and I've looked at your portfolio. Like my business is blowing up and I really need help. Like if you want to come out here and help me. Oh, and I was like, me. so I looked at my bank account. I had like, I don't know, $50 left. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm going to throw my car up on Craigslist <laughs> and sold my car for like $3,500 and bought a one-way ticket to Kauai. And there I was, I took off with him and learned a lot from him and his business. He kind of took me under his wing and like kind of an apprenticeship for the next several years. Um, and just simultaneously got to not only teach, which really just like brings your skill level up tremendously, just like um, quickly. Um, yeah. But I also got to learn the island and photograph it in a really beautiful way, which is what kind of launched the whole career that I was able to basically and build from there <laughs> it, it is an inspiring story like literally going from ohio and just chasing down adventure until you ultimately decided okay i'm gonna make this thing happen one way or another i got 50 bucks in my pocket i'm gonna sell my car go to Kauai, this beautiful <laughs> place the land of adventure and make this dream come true so i'm excited to hear what what happened next let's let's bring it forward to what you're focused on today with your business Right. So I kind of spent the next several years kind of building this like really beautiful portfolio of Kauai and photographing it really well. Um, putting, I always usually put like a subject. I really love landscapes, a grand landscape with just like a person in it or something, you know, because yeah. documenting this experience that they're having so that, you know, a viewer can put their self in that, that picture um, and really visualize themselves experiencing something super cool. Um, so all of that kind of led to, um, starting to get published with magazines. So I started to get in a lot of different travel magazines, different adventure magazines, airline magazines, kind of whatever, whoever is trying to tell a story with Kauai. Um, and kind of like all of that work is what really strangely led me into adventure elopements. Um, didn't really ever consider, I never wanted to be like a wedding photographer, gross. Like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything like, but uh, what ended up happening was these couples would like find my work in the publications in Backpacker Magazine or Hawaiian Airlines, whoever, like, and they were just like, they would find my landscape, my adventure website, and they would just send me these like cold emails and be like, hey, look, we're coming out to Kauai to elope and we're looking for somebody to kind of document our experience and we really aren't finding any like photographers that kind of just, like have our vision in mind and we found your stuff and we found your work and like I know it's weird because like you don't have like 
you know, this isn't what you do, but would you be willing to like kind of take us on and take us on an adventure and kind of this experience for our wedding day? And so I, I started getting those. I got the one and then I got another one. And I, I like I was like, OK, yeah, let's let's do it. Sounds fun. I don't know. Like, might as well try. It's kind of for always sure. been my always been my mantra. And uh, and I just had the ball like I had like the funnest couples, like I had the greatest time. I loved showing them my favorite spots in the island and just taking these like really epic pictures of them and then having them have that reaction of like getting to see the pictures and getting to like live back through and like this whole gratitude that I didn't really get in the kind of assignment work publication stuff like you know you kind of you get your assignment you go shoot it it's beautiful they say thank you they give you the paycheck and like but like with the adventure elopements it's such as it's this whole other personal like it's this whole personal experience where you just really get to like feel appreciated and like the people are just like stoked on your work. And um, I really love that. So I thought, okay, well, like I've done some of these, I'm having a lot of fun. Apparently it's a need that the island doesn't really have right now. Cause why are they reaching out to me? It's, yeah. I don't have it anywhere. Nobody's on offering this. Website. So I went ahead and I, I launched Vows with Views. I just built a website off of the little portfolios that I'd so far collected and, you know, put the, website together and I stalked down this uh this officiant on the island literally like I'd seen her she was always at this coffee shop that I usually worked in and uh she'd always be meeting with couples so I just kind of found her online and I introduced myself and I asked her if she wanted to like collaborate with me and she didn't respond so I was like okay well the next the next couple I got I uh I referred to them her officiating services. I was like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'll hook her up and then I'll. Yeah. So we worked that elopement together and she kind of put two together and she was like, oh, you wrote me that email. And I was like, yeah. She's like, sorry, right. I didn't, <laughs> sorry, I didn't get back to you. I've been so busy. I'm like, oh, it's okay. But yeah, if you're interested, like I, so we started working together and then that's really just how Vows with You took off because she had you know, the SEO that she had been doing this for 20 years on the island. So we kind of put together this little jam and it took, it took off. Uh, and two years I was booked out. 2020 was the first year that I was completely booked out and thought, okay, I finally made my dreams come true. Here we go. Like yeah, I'm making sure. a living, taking pictures of Epic people, having these really cool experiences, which is all ever, which is what the goal was when I, that was the dream. Oh my gosh. And I love it because you didn't just like come up with this idea out of nothing. The demand was there. People were asking for it. And then you said, aha, okay, I can turn this into something. And then you took it one step further, used the law of reciprocity, helped somebody else out that you really wanted to partner with. And look what happened. That partnership became what it is today. So, I mean, I love that. Those are like two powerful <laughs> things right there that helped make it happen. In addition to adventure being kind of the the overarching theme that brought you to Kauai in the first place. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about how choosing adventure has looked throughout your life and how do you view the value of adventure in our day-to-day -day lives and in business as well? Yeah. So like what, so like adventures, I don't know, sometimes like it can be commercialized in this idea of this really cool, fun thing that's going to be awesome. Yeah. But like, to me, adventure, it, it is awesome, but it might not feel awesome. Like always, like 
every second of it <laughs> but oh. it's it's always it's, it's usually it. a lot of hard times with a few moments of epicness thrown in yeah that you get to look back on and say heck yeah like I did that and that's kind of like that's kind of like why I've always loved adventure and doing adventurous things is like this this you know this this uh what do you call it kind of this experience that you're taking on um, it's a risk. It's always a risk. Adventurous is basically, um, you know, it's it's a, an activity that involves risk always. Yep. Otherwise, definition. where is the adventure? Yep. <laughs> um, and so taking on this risk that can turn into something that you, you know, you didn't know you could do, you didn't know you're capable of doing, you didn't, you know, you're, you're taking on a whole new uh, kind of story um, that will lead to something that you don't know until you do this adventure. And I think that's always been kind of like my inspiration in my personal adventure is like, okay, I'm going to go do this really crazy thing. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go hike through the Sierras for 20 days for nights. I don't know what's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but like, I'm going to find out. And that's kind of like the beauty of entrepreneurship and my business and kind of like letting those things happen is, I don't know if that, that was a good answer. <laughs> no, it is actually a really good answer. And, you know, I mean, you alluded to it earlier, how you went in on that John Muir hike and kind of used it as a moment to really reflect on your dream and what you were going to do when you came out of the woods and how you were going to put the pieces together. And then just lo and behold, you came back to an email in your inbox that made it a whole lot easier, which is great. But yeah. you had that foresight to say, I'm going to go and do this epic thing. And through that time, really use it as a period to kind of reset and refocus to launch me into what comes next. Totally. And like, um, and like, yeah, like exactly everything you just said, like I had to take all of that because in 2020 I was booked out. Right. <laughs> but yeah. here in Kauai and a third of the way into that year, nobody could come anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I had to take all of that that mindset of adventure and reset and what do I do now? And I had to go out on another adventure, you know, like I had to make this decision, you know, like if nobody can come here, then I guess I'll go there. <laughs> and so, you know, like I, I hate it. Like, wow, I've, I lived here for almost a decade before, before the pandemic. And I didn't, I had no plans on ever leaving. Like this has always been home. This has been where my community has always been, but if if I had to leave to, to continue pursuing like what I was doing, then let's so go. Let's, <laughs> let's go. go. Yeah. And so, yeah, like that's kind of how I reset and how was able to scale into what I'm doing like now, like these last couple of years, which is beyond what I ever even had had going for me here prior yeah. to the pandemic. So a little bird told me to ask you about the pandemic guarantee story. And I have no idea what that was referring to. Maybe you don't either by the look on your face. Hmm. The pandemic guarantee story. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Is there something within your business during the pandemic that you, that um, you did some crazy story? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I left, I left my home and with no yeah. idea, with no idea of what, how to, how to continue my business on the mainland. Cause, because 
this, my, my business, my vows of views, it was here. Like everybody came here and I took them on this adventure and I, I gave them this, this experience, um, for their wedding day. Right. So now that that was taken away, like, okay, you have to like, you have to like problem solve. You have to like, okay, like, how can I do what I'm doing here in a brand new place where I don't even really know, like, you know, like I've spent a lot of time out West, but always just on my own personal adventures, not like marrying people, <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> not, just, not like doing elopement. So I kind of like, you know, I had to dig into this whole fresh thing and I didn't know how to even where to start. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, um, or a lot of just people in general, they don't know where to start. Maybe they have a dream, but they're too afraid to pursue it because they don't know where to start. And even though I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, and I know I'm not super old, but I mean, for 10 years, like, you know, I'm always trying to, I was always trying to pursue my own business. Um, you know, I was left in square one again, like, where do I even start now? And the easy thing is to just not. And the adventurous thing is to try. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I mean, what that looked like for me was buying a one-way ticket to Portland and a rental car um, for 60 days and driving around <laughs> and trying to figure out, you know, locations. So I did a lot of scouting. I did a lot of um, just research. Okay. What are the laws in all of these new States? Like, what do I, how do they have to file? Like what, you know, and then, um, and then just trying to convince people to elope with me in a brand new area where I had no SEO, no buildup on the webs. Like I, you know, just like, it's just a brand new thing, you know? Um, and it took a lot of time and it took a lot of patience. I drove around for 60 days, um, picked up like two shoots. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. We got two people that trusted me with their wedding day. (laughs) If there's two, that means there's two more and 200 more more and 2000 more after that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what I did was after the 60 days, you know, originally, like I thought I would, I would just be over here trying to pick up shoots or sorry, over here as an over there. I'm in quiet right now. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was like, wherever you were at the time, I was like, I'll be over there for, you know, a period of time. I'm going to make it work over there, but you know, then I'll come back and everything will resume and I can go back, but that just didn't happen. We all know that didn't happen. Um, you know, the pandemic lasted a lot, really long time, especially yeah. for here in Kauai. And so I had to commit to being over there. So my grandpa helped me buy this like 2006 CRV. Um, I moved into the back of it for as long as needed, moved took her out West, took her back to Sedona, lived in the desert and rebuilt vows with use out of the back of the car. <laughs> Just like picking up shoe after shoe after shoe, convincing couple after couple to couple to like do this thing with me in the desert <laughs> in, in Oregon. I went up to Oregon. I, I know Oregon really well, just from personal experiences and adventures. So started expanding up there once the desert got too hot um, and uncomfortable <laughs> to yeah. let people in. Shot up there and then um, discovered Colorado and kind of just set these new three areas and really just keyed in on these like new places, these new like backdrops, these new like adventures that I had discovered personally and that I now wanted to share with the people that wanted to do the 
their wedding with me. And yeah. And all incredibly I'm, beautiful places for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And really diverse places and, and just, I don't know, inspiring places for a photographer and for a, a young couple who wants to embark on an adventure. Totally. And so, you know, you moved over here, had new home bases in these three locations and basically were running your business from the road all the time, which I imagine presented a lot of challenges in terms of communicating and internet and coordinating everything, I'm sure. So do you have any tips or, or hacks that you've discovered for running a business from the road? Because like from the it's, road. it's something people do a lot now and something I would honestly love to do at some point as well. Definitely routine. You got to do, you got to do the routine thing. Living on the road is like the complete opposite from Island life. And so that was like a huge adjustment was, okay, how do I keep my routine? If I'm, you know, traveling around from place to place, like, how do I shower? How do I, where do I go to like work? Like, um, and so I think the one thing is definitely like finding your, your physical, you, you know, you got to get, you got to spend some time on yourself and you got to spend your time, like get in the gym, whether it's running, I love the run and I love to swim. Um, so for me, it's been like, you know, planet fitness <laughs> is great because they're everywhere. Yep. <laughs> um, they're everywhere. So that's a good, that's a good kind of just like to have it on the backdrop where you just, okay, I need a shower. Cool. Next town has one run in, do your run, take a shower, <laughs> do whatever you got to do. But then also like, kind of, um, you know, like a lot of the smaller towns that I spent a lot of time in, they don't have like that. They don't have bigger gyms. They have smaller like areas. So just kind of finding those places, finding those like places, those routine things that you can do every single day. So wake up, go, go to, you know, in Sedona, I go to this like athletic club that has a pool go I do my laps in the pool I do all my things in the sauna and then I reset take the shower go to the coffee shop sit down and I'm ready to roll and that took a lot of time to like develop <laughs> um kind of like learning that routine and then once you get into the routine it's a lot easier um for sure and you can do it anybody can do it um oh, for sure you just got to make it a habit day in and day out and then you become yeah so ingrained in it it's like you want that that's what sets your day up for success and it also like and and in doing those things because I spend like a chunk of time a chunk of my time in each location right so if you develop a routine um that kind of enables or it just kind of like in doing so you are able to build this little micro community with wherever you're at and that is really 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 key if you want to live on the road is you've got to have like connection you got to have human interaction with people sure. that's more than just like hey hi how, how's your day thanks for the coffee bye like that repetition of like going back to the same coffee shop every single day like ordering like talking with the people like they get to know you they get to know what you're doing they get to know your business and then you feel like a part of something and then you get to go like, you know, then you leave, you go to the next spot. Um, but then now, like now that I keep going back to the same spot, season after season, you know, like you show up in the coffee shop, haven't been there in six months, seven months, however long it's been, you show up and they go, Mel! and you Mel, just go, you're back. Yeah. Yeah. Love and so that. that's really, I mean, those are some key, key insights on what I've found and developed just living on the road that have been instrumental to being able to not burn out and being able to like, love it. 
Yeah, for sure. Cause it, I can imagine it'd be easy to just throw in the towel when you're traveling you're on the road, you don't have those routines or habits or systems to make it work. You're just kind of winging it all the time. That's not going to be a recipe to keep it going for the long haul. And, you know, I'm a marketing guy. So I'm really curious as you was, you were talking about like finding clients when you were getting started and, you know, with a unique business like yours, especially when you don't have a presence in each of these locations, I imagine it's not something that's just on people's radar. They're not just ready to buy customers out there, always searching the internet for a company like yours. And even if there were, you know, you weren't set up yet in those locations. So what's been the secret sauce for you? How are you able to find those clients and and what challenges did you have to overcome when it came to marketing? Yeah, you know, so since everything that I'd done thus far um, or until the 2020 was all quiet based, I really just had to, I mean, I really just had to rebrand everything. Like I just kind of started with the nuts and bolts of my website and kind of like redid all the copy. Um, Kind of, I hired on like a girl to kind of help me build some blogs and some SEO work that was driving towards the new locations that I wanted to shoot in. Um, And I really just, I really paid a lot of attention to, to, I guess the voice on the website, how was I speaking? How did, like, who did I want to attract and how, how, like, how do I write so that it would attract the, the, that person? And, and yeah. um, I think that was really helpful because, you know, like I get, you know, people would inquire and say, oh my gosh, this is exactly what we were looking for. And like, I had no idea this existed. This is incredible. Um, And so I think that that was really cool. It was really like, you know, like before coming over, um, you know, I'm living in my little island mindset. I didn't really, I I don't really, you don't really know what's going on in the mainland. Honestly, like you're just like, it's, it's over there. It's doing its thing. (laughs) Don't think um, it's burned down yet. (laughs) But like when I came, when I came back over and I'm rebranding, I'm recreating my website, um, to, to have this expansion, to include these locations, um, I was looking at these other adventure elopement photographers. So these other people who are in these locations, how were they building their websites? What were they saying? And it can feel, I felt really um, ah, like, oh, like I got to make my site like there's, I was seeing like they, everybody had this like very like similar structure and similar verbiage and similar like, and I was like, but that's not me. <laughs> like I'm from Hawaii. Like I'm, so like I just really I decided to just you know like okay they can all say that stuff but I'm gonna like speak from my heart and what I want to do for my couples and it's it's a little bit different from what they're all doing but I think that's okay to be different and it's really that being different that's really pushed us into this this whole other thing, especially now with the addition to the airstreams and the honeymoon experiences that include honeymoons. And it's okay to be different as an entrepreneur. And don't like, I think, don't feel like you got to have some, you got to follow the, you got to follow everybody else and what they're all doing. No, that's that's a good recipe to just blend in with the crowd. Like you, you really, you hit it home when you said that from the very beginning, you really focused on the messaging and making sure that it would resonate with your ideal couples because yeah, this isn't something that's for everybody. Most people are going to have the big traditional wedding that's, you know, got the white and black and 
pomp yeah. and circumstance and all that stuff, but this is adventure and it needs to be very unique and on brand to you and to these amazing experiences that you're creating. So, yeah. And that like going back to the marketing side, like that's really what helped was like, I didn't, instead of competing with everybody else, I just, I made my own thing <laughs> like, yep. and, and then you don't have to compete. You, you, you own it. <laughs> Market of one. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a great place to be for sure. And I'm, I can only guess there's going to be people that are seeing your success with it and trying to make it their own, but there's plenty of business to go around too. So yeah, part of our focus is looking at entrepreneurship through obviously the lens of being an adventure, but in every great adventure story, there's a guide or a mentor, somebody that takes the hero down the path to reaching their goal. Do you have any mentors or influential people that stand out in your life that have really helped you along the way? Well, definitely the guy that I mentioned um, that I worked for the workshops with that photographer um, was really, really, um, like I said, pretty much a mentor for me um, for the first several, several years that I, I lived on Island. You know, he kind of showed me um, the way, the way of doing business, the way of doing photography, really everything um, that was probably the most instrumental kind of like person to kind of build my confidence and to show me that I can do it, that I can do anything, you know? Um, And then, you know, like I have a landlord here who I've always, he's always been such an encouraging guy. Um, And speaking encouragement, you know, like, especially just like when, when I had to leave, right. You know, like it's coming to the point where like, if I stay one more month, I can't like, not if I'm going to continue paying the overhead, like I have to leave, I have to try something new. And that was like really scary. Right. It's like this huge unknown path that I was about to embark on. And just having a guy that, um, sees you, knows you super well. And, speaking that word of encouragement I think he said he said when I left he was like you know I know you got to go but I know I know you and I know that when you come back this is just going to be home base you're going to expand what you're doing to all parts and I was like okay (laughs) that that but that word of encouragement it's just this push right just push that somebody believes in you and you can do it and I think that's really that's really been the thing that I've always wanted to kind of speak a uh, word of encouragement to other entrepreneurs. Like you, you can do that. Like you can. Yeah. No, oh, 100%. No, I love that because I mean, it is such a incredible force to have somebody that's speaking that word of encouragement and always there in your corner, because the more you hear it, even if you're not in that confident place right now or right away, you absorb it. Yeah, even if totally. it's subconsciously, you take that stuff in and eventually you get to a point where you've heard it enough that you do start to believe it and things just start to click and fall into place. Oh, totally. Absolutely. So what what is like one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've made in yourself? Could be an investment of money, time, energy, anything at all. The best investment in myself I think honestly, it's just the personal adventures that I've been part on. Yeah. I honestly, like I've always been, um, I've always like had these crazy ideas of these things that I wanted to do. And I've went out and then I've, and I've pursued them, 
you know, whether it's hiking the PCT, the, I, I love through hiking. So these big, yeah. like really hard, like challenging experiences, or maybe not even just hiking, maybe just like, uh, you know, traveling to a new country where you don't even speak the language. And I'm going to like do this crazy thing for, you know, like all these hard adventures that um, I've embarked on just for personal growth. I think that's the greatest investment towards, towards being an entrepreneur and towards my business, because you really, I mean, those adventures has really built this kind of this grain of fearlessness when it comes to like taking risks, like, um, yeah. especially with business, like, yeah, I can go live in a car for two years because I just spent all this time on the trail. Like what's <laughs> at least, at least I have a shelter, right? <laughs> I know. Right. Like yeah. if it starts blizzarding, I just turn the car on. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so much better, better than being in a tent. Like, so all these crazy kind of hard challenging things that I've done, um, just for my own sake of growth, um, has all bled into this confidence that you have when you're trying to, when I'm trying to do what I'm doing now for my business. I love it. And it's an incredible story. So as we wrap things up here, I have a choose your own adventure question that I always like to ask. So you can pick which one you'd like to answer or or both if you want. So the first one is what's your favorite place that you visited in the past five years? Could be longer too. I don't really care. Or what is a recent adventure that you've gone on, you know, locally in Kauai or even as you've been on the road in business? And in either case, what was it like? What made it so special and memorable? What was like a favorite meal or thing that you did there? Give us some of the deets. I mean, honestly, like I think hiking across Oregon in 2019 was the coolest adventure I've been on in the last five years. Like that was like, I mean, that was the longest mileage I've done. Um, but even how many so, miles? Uh, I think it's like 480 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know it's a long stretch. Or maybe, yeah, something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I think it was just all the experiences that I had on my own. And it was like, it was so clutch. Like I didn't know in 2019 that going and doing like this hard thing was going to prepare me for the next year and the, the whole risk that I had to like doing that, like made doing the next year I, so easy. Like, I don't know if I wouldn't have done that if I could have done this. Same thing with the John Muir, like doing that, I mean, made moving to Kauai on $30 or $50, whatever I had left. Like that is just an easy decision. <laughs> like, yep. I, but uh, yeah, I think, I think Oregon, that hike was, I mean, we, I don't know if you remember, to, like you, you live in Oregon. I don't remember that September of 2019 was your guys' wettest September in like a hundred years. Yeah, apparently. I do. I do remember. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it was super hot until Crater Lake. I actually yeah. hiked, hiked through a forest fire to get to Crater Lake. Yeah. Down um, in Southern Oregon, I was going to say we had some pretty gnarly fires that summer too. Yeah. Yeah. Just having no idea, just seeing the helicopters spraying and like, you, like no cell phone service. So you don't know if, like how close you are to the fire, just hiking through it, hoping you can get to, you know, somewhere safe. <laughs> um, and then you hit Crater Lake and just a storm rolled in. And like the next, the next three weeks was just every single day, raining, sleeting, blizzarding. <laughs> and oh you're just gosh. like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Uh, and I think as far as like you said, what is the most memorable meal on that trip? There was one night 
I remember it was like the sun was setting. I'd already hiked, I don't know, 20 something miles. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make my dinner. And it was like beautiful. The first like nights where I actually saw a sunset where like there was no wind. It was calm making my dinner. I'm like, okay, now do I set up camp? Or do I keep going? Cause it's nice out. <laughs> Cause you get to this mindset where you're like, if it's nice, you're just hiking. It's going to keep pushing. Yeah. So I knew that I was like around, I was another 20 ish uh, miles around from uh, away from Mount hood. And all you hear going up the trail is like Timberline's breakfast buffet, dude. Like you got to get to Timberline. They had this breakfast buffet. It's from, you know, got to get there before 10. Cause it closed at 10. So like everybody on the trail, like knows this is like, the like best thing the mecca of food on the trail so, so you know I like pushed through I was like I'm gonna hike I'm gonna get there for breakfast like let's go I got 20 something more miles like like I'll hike through the night and I'll, I'll get there for breakfast and it'll be so sick so I like take off and I'm like going down the trail of course like five miles in it starts raining <laughs> and I'm like sweet what you already make this decision so you're going yep. And it's just raining and the rain is getting harder and you're hiking, like I'm hiking up Mount Hood at like four o'clock in the morning. It's pelting rain. And you're like, I'm going to get there. And I did, you know, like I, I showed up at 9am, like, so like hiked 42 miles straight and had the best meal of my life. And it, it was so worth it. it makes It makes the adventure worth it, right? Every oh, time. for sure. Those moments are just so gratifying. Especially yeah. 40, 42 miles. That is a beastly day. But yeah, I mean, and that transcends like like we've talked about this whole time. All of those really hard things, all of these crazy challenging experiences, you get to reap the award at the very end of them. Whatever no, that love reward it. is. All right, Mel. So as we wrap things up, what ask, challenge, or or parting advice do you have for the audience? Um, and then I'll kind of ask where you can people can find you online, socials, all that kind of stuff. Let's see, piece of advice. Um, just, just do it. (laughs) Whatever you're, yeah. Like I think it's the, um, whatever your dream is, whatever you think you are made to do, like whatever you're here for, like pursue that. And like, if I can do it, like anybody can do it. Like, like if you have a dream, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you, it, it, it can be as crazy, like it can be whatever it, like, I make a living taking pictures of people like getting married in the mountains and then like they stay in my airstream and I like tug it around the west like like how outrageous is that yeah, like if that, I can that is make, one of the more out there things you can think of so like, anything is possible yeah wherever your brain's at whatever you want to do like do it don't let anybody like tell you you can't because like that's just a false idea like like you can do it. Like just believe in yourself, like have confidence. 100%. 100%. Honestly, just hearing you tell your story and talk about these cool wedding adventures makes me want to like have a second wedding and have you take us on some, some rad adventure through the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah. So I'm sure people are going to be curious. We're going to drop links in the show notes to everything, but where can people support you online, learn more about Vows with Views, website, socials, things like totally. that. Yeah. So we are on Instagram. Um, it's vows underscore with underscore views. So if you want to follow us on there, that'd be super cool. Um, and then of course our website is where kind of everything 
is laid out uh, vowswithuse.com. Um, and I think that's pretty much, I mean, we've, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much, we try the Pinterest thing. I don't know. There's so many different yeah. social medias, but Instagram and the website's kind of where we, where we focus on. So. Awesome. Well, we'll drop links to both of those in the notes and thanks again for joining me. Mouse has been super fun. Keep on rocking the sick adventures and exploring life one adventure at a time. Sweet. Thank you. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.